welcome back to the Republic of Arsenal podcast and another game, another win, another three points. And as the famous chant goes, 1-0 to the Arsenal. I'll take that all day long. Not the most convincing scoreline, but look, it was the result that was important in this one. Not so much the scoreline. Look, of course, we all hope to see something similar to what we saw against Chelsea. But let's put things into perspective here for a minute. This was an away game against a team that you know we've struggled against in the past. You know, we're still aside, finding our feet. We've added a few new players into the mix. Uh, new being you know, a couple of young players, uh, the likes of Pablo Mari, who in terms of his playtime since he signed for us, he's still pretty new, let's be fair. You know, it takes it takes a bit of time for partnerships and understandings and you know bonds between players to form on the pitch. So look, I, I'm willing to cut them a little bit of slack going into this one. And it is it's easy to get overexcited when you see a performance like we did against Chelsea. But as I said, look, these things they, they don't happen overnight. Plus, take into account ten of the eleven that started on Sunday started again on Tuesday. Now, that's not a lot of recovery time. You could argue the young players, yeah, they probably should have the legs. But at the same time, you got to remember, Martinelli has been out an awful long time. Just back from injury. And even at that, you know, he, he picked up a bad knock against Man City. Yeah, he picked up, uh, you know, I think a bit of a, a knock to his back against Chelsea. You know, so he's, he's soldiered on for a couple of games now. Smith Rowe only playing his second league game of the season. A couple of minutes here and there in the Europa League. But Kyo Saka, he, he's played a lot. So, you know, he'd be forgiven you know, if he showed any signs of tiredness coming into this one. Our last five games against Brighton, we failed to register a single win. Two draws, three defeats. So this is always going to be a tough game for us. You know, Brighton, a scrappy, scrappy team. They have got some individuals that can punish, and we've seen that in the past. Our most recent game against Brighton, I'm sure it's still fresh in the minds of most of us. It was a game that you know, it saw us lose our keeper, Bernd Leno, to a bad knee injury. Saw us concede with what was virtually the last kick of the game to lose 2-1. And that was to be Matteo Ganduzzi's last appearance in an Arsenal shirt to date after his behaviour at full time so it, it's been a pretty unhappy fixture for us in the past to, to say the very least but look we made things right this time around managed to snatch a win by a single goal to nil and as I said it's all about the three points like we're a team that's trying to regroup and it's going to take victories to do that you know we would have liked the more convincing scoreline of course but it's a case of us almost, you know, we've almost got to learn how to crawl again before we run. So we now got two wins on the bounce, which considering how the season's been going, it's absolutely massive. You know, we see out 2020 with two back-to-back wins. With all the madness that's going on in the world, you know, we're about to go back into a full lockdown here in Ireland. We've at least got something to smile about again as Arsenal fans. So look, as always, I'll jump into the lineup. This is probably going to be the handiest lineup review I'll ever have to do. Because, as I said, Arteta started 10 of the 11 that he started in the Chelsea game. So he went with Leno, Bellerin, Holding, Pablo Marie, 
Tierney, Granajaka, Danny Saboyas, um, sorry, not Danny Saboyas, Mohamed El Neni. Yeah, because they look identical, so I easily get confused. <laughs> yeah, Bukayo Saka, Martinelli, and Smith Rowe. And the one change being Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. He was back, having sat on the bench against Chelsea. Yeah, look, I was happy with the lineup because you know after registering our first league win since the first November, how could you argue really with the team that got us the three points? Do you know what I mean? You couldn't really have much to say. Aubameyang, however, yeah, I was a little bit unsure about. It sounds mad to even say that because we all know. We all know what Aubameyang means to this team when he's on form, of course. But I was a little bit worried about how fit he actually was coming into this game. And to be fair, I didn't feel like Lacazette did anything to warrant being dropped. But I suppose with the Chelsea game being just three days before this one, I could understand giving him a bit of a breather. So the first half kind of looked a little bit more like what we'd seen prior to the Chelsea game. Not an awful lot to get excited about. As I said, probably a little bit expected given the fact there was only three days between the games. And it was basically the exact same group of players. Okay, so it was one of these first halves that, as a podcaster, it absolutely kills me. There was little or nothing to really even talk about, if I'm being completely honest. I could sit here and, you know, I could do my best to try and hype it up. Maybe I could overanalyze a few minor things. But to be honest, I think I'd be doing a bit of an injustice to anyone who might listen to this and then want to go check out the highlights afterwards because you'll be sitting there saying, what game was he watching? Because this is pretty poor, to be honest. <laughs> Literally sums up the first half. First half, Brighton had one shot on goal. We didn't have any at all. Not one. Not not one. Pretty poor first half in all honesty. But look, we didn't go in a goal down, so baby steps, as I said. Second half, different affair. Got off to a more entertaining start. Brighton had a penalty show almost right away. Went to VAR. Wasn't awarded. Yeah, would have been a bit harsh. So, you know, good call by the, the video assistant. Uh, happy enough with that one yeah it, it was after this that Arsenal kind of got their act together and began to play a little bit we've seen it in the past and I do talk about this a lot we're, we're not a great first half team takes us a bit too long to get going it's normally the second half when we come to life and you know I noticed this this is a trend that kind of went back under Unai Emery as well I actually struggled to remember a game under Emery where we managed to have two convincing halves of football Saying that, apart from the game on Sunday against Chelsea, we haven't had too many of those under our Tete either, to be fair. Look, Aubameyang, I'd almost forgotten he was on the pitch because he was completely invisible in the first half. So he had an absolutely massive chance in the second. The move started deep inside our half. Martinelli plays the ball for us to Saka, who, just like he did so often last season, played a dangerous low cross into the box. And Aubameyang, now last season... This is the type of chance he'd have buried, no questions asked. I mean, look, fair play to the keeper for keeping it out, but, you know, Abba's got to be scoring there. Good reflex save from the keeper. But that sort of sums up our finishing this season. You know, when we do manage to create something, it's just, just not good enough. 
literally two minutes later, Martinelli had a huge chance. Smith Rowe showing great balance to skip past two challenges. Gets the ball to Martinelli inside the Brighton penalty area. He hits a beautiful curling shot. Agonisingly. Agonisingly over the bar. Like, I was watching this one and jumped about my seat. I, I thought he'd scored. And, you know, the fact that being Martinelli as well, I'm just... I'm sure like everyone, just cannot wait to see him get back in the score sheet again. So again, just two minutes later, Aubameyang had another big chance. And I've no doubt last season's Aubameyang would have put this one away with ease. Arsenal win the ball deep inside their own half. And this is where we really see the benefit of the youth you know, in the team. How quickly they, they build up the play and break away. A big criticism of you know Xhaka and Elneny, for example, is that you know the they take too long, they slow down the play, They're, they just don't move the ball forward. Martinelli and Smith Rowe do the exact opposite. Really smart turn by Martinelli, and he releases Smith Rowe. Arsenal break away, Aubameyang to his left, Saka makes a run to his right, he chooses to go out wide to Aubameyang on the left, who gets inside the box, cuts inside his man, takes the ball on the inside of his right foot. This is literally his trademark finish. Normally we see Aubameyang curl the ball inside the post. This time he scoops the ball high and wide. And look, big miss for Ava. You, know, you can tell he's a guy that's lost a lot of confidence. It's still crazy to think, you know, with the, the scoring record he's had since he signed for the club, there is actually a small group of fans that are writing him off. And yeah, look, I you know, he, he's not playing well. He's not. But this happens Every player goes through these patches in their careers. I honestly don't buy into the idea that he's just given up and he's not interested anymore since he got that new contract. I do think he's been badly affected by the whole team being off form. Like, this guy carried us last season. And that was while we were playing you know, fairly okay as a group. This season, everybody's been off form really. You know, aside from maybe one or two. Like Bukayo Saka, Gabriel come to mind. But look, Aubameyang can, all, he can only carry us so much on his own. And he's never been that all-action kind of player. Like, say, an Alexis Sanchez that's going to run himself into the ground every game. That's just not his style. He's off form. He's low on confidence. He's probably not fully over the injury that he suffered the last two weeks either. But, you know, I think the least we can do is afford him a bit more time to rediscover his form before we completely write him off. Look, at this point in the game, you could you could sort of see you know Arsenal returning the screw and stepping up a gear. I was feeling pretty confident we'd get something, but at the same time, it's always difficult when you're wasting opportunities as you know the opposition can very easily punish you, you know, if if they start to gain confidence from the fact that you're not taking your chances, you know, they'll they'll settle themselves down, they'll start to build themselves. But look, sixty-six minutes in, Martinelli. Looking a little tired, as you can completely understand. Replaced by Lacazette. And what an inspired substitution that turned out to be. Bukayo Saka picks up the ball in the Arsenal half. And drives forward all the way into the Brighton box. Plays a ball to Lacazette who's completely unmarked. What I liked here about this was. Lacazette takes his time. He takes a touch. Tees himself up for a shot and fires the ball into the net. You know, a really cool finish from Lacazette with his first and second touches. One, two, goal. He was only on the pitch maybe 
30 seconds maybe you know much much better from Lacazette it's the kind of chance that a few weeks back I feel he would have smashed that miles over the bar or the ball would have got caught up in his feet so I love the fact that he took his time he steadied himself before he puts the ball away you know a big big relief as we went and took the lead it felt like it was coming but you know yourself the longer a game goes on the more chances go begging you do start to worry you start to say maybe it's not going to be our night a bit like the first half after the goal there wasn't too many talking points to be completely honest uh, I mean like look credit to Arsenal for seeing the game out Brighton swung a few balls into the box looking for something late on but look it didn't really look like they were going to get anything look again I was a little nervous when I saw five minutes added on after the 90 because we've seen Brighton especially we have been hit you know late on but look our game management was it was pretty clever Granishak and Lacazette yeah they got a couple of soft free kicks to run down the clock and look we kept the ball in the corners so we managed to see out the game claimed ourselves another invaluable three points and it's six points from two games you know we couldn't have asked for better you know to end the year I think most would have looked at this game as the game that we needed to try get some points on the board, you know. Let alone get points in the Chelsea game. I think most people were were overlooking that game. Um, this was supposed to be right. This is this is where we really have to get some of the book. We beat Chelsea. We've now beat Brighton. So to manage two wins is it's great. You know, I, I'm trying trying so hard, trying so hard not to get overexcited. But looking ahead to the West Brom game, on paper, it's the easiest fixture we've got in this run of games. But look, football isn't always that straightforward. You know, the baggies were smashed 5-0 by Leeds last night. So, yeah, it could present a nice fixture for us to get Aubameyang in the score sheet, hopefully. And he might regain some of the much-needed confidence in front of goal. Again, I'm, I'm not overlooking West Brom. I'm not saying it's going to be an easy game because, look, let's be fair, there's no easy games in the Premier League and especially in a season like this, you know, anything can happen. This, this season is just crazy already. But, look, I would definitely be tempted to rotate the team if I was Arteta. You know, I don't think you can ask the same 10 or 11 guys to play again next weekend. Maybe include Danny Ceballos, Maitland-Niles, Pepe, just freshen up a little bit. Um, I'd like to believe that, you know, with two wins on the trot, we should have enough confidence building within the squad. Team morale should be high, so you know, making a few changes shouldn't upset the balance too much. But you know, I use I use the word should, you know, quite loosely. We we should be okay. But look, this is Arsenal, right? Anything is possible. So as always, I'm going to be back to talk about West Brom, and hopefully, it's going to be a case of talking about three wins in a row. You know, nine points from a possible nine and our first win of 2021 so look until then i hope you have a great new year's so drink plenty laugh smile enjoy the final couple of hours of this crazy crazy year 2020 and i'll see you all in 2021 so as always come on you gunners